excited about our topic today because it is something that I wrestled with for years as a, as a young Christian. And I ended up in a lot of bondage over this. And, I, and I'm really hopeful and prayerful that this is going to set a lot of you guys free and you're going to love it. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. We're so excited that you join us today for this this really great message that that Sharon and I have for you. We uh, we've spent a lot of time meditating on this uh, on this message and the 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 concept this topic and uh, you know we're just real excited to talk about it and share our thoughts with you and we hope that it really uh, emboldens you and gives you confidence. Uh, on when it means to share the love of God with people, and so uh, let's uh, let's get into this. You know, Sharon, I think it's a a really great topic, and you know, you, you hear a lot of people. I don't. Some people may not understand what the term witness means. You know, and and I know that we're going to go through some of that, but basically, it means to share what God's done in your life. And I think a lot of people overthink that. You know, they think it's this big important thing. Sure. You know, and well, so I, I think if you look at the use of the word in a legal term yeah that maybe help or or even a religious sense you know you you may have heard you know let's go witnessing or let's mm-hmm. do this or whatever mm-hmm. and so it it, it and in some denominations don't have that and they don't you know it's not prominent inside and so but it really just is you know sharing what god's done you know all right so so as we get started let's talk a little bit about the difference between like going witnessing and being a witness. And when you say going witnessing, you're talking about like going out, let's say a group of people right. and, and street street right. evangelizing yeah, or street something evangelism, like that. street evangelism, mm-hmm. street witnessing, or like on a mission trip. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people to take mission trips to other countries and then they'll do the door-to-door sharing the gospel or inviting people to a, a local church service or sure. something like that. Or, or it could just be as, even as simple as just you sharing your faith when an opportunity arises, right? Right, but that's not the same thing as um, going witnessing. Yes, yes. Yeah, those are two different things. Yeah, one is purpose. You know, you're doing it on purpose, right. going out, initiating something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, a- an example of this going witnessing is found in uh, Luke chapter ten, one verses one and two. Um, and this is when Jesus sent the group of seventy out. He said, "After these things, the Lord appointed seventy others also and sent them two by two before his face and to every city and place where he himself was about to go. He then said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So this, these were a special events in the lives of the disciples. They were chosen and sent by Jesus to go before him into different areas. So it was very almost like formal, right? I mean, yeah. It, it was it was like a, a big deal. Yeah, it was like a, a military campaign. Yeah, you know they were. Well, and this is the this is Jesus at the end of his ministry, right? And and he's like, okay, here we go, you know. Right, and and he wanted to to make sure that things were ready for him to come in and share the gospel with these people, and that their hearts were prepared. And that was kind of what these disciples' job was mm-hmm. was to go out and and say, hey, the kingdom of God is at hand. God's coming. Jesus is coming. You guys need to be ready to hear what he has to tell you. You know, so, um, so, and sometimes that's what happens with, with believers when they are in a church and the, the church decides to do a mission trip. Mm-hmm. I know a church that we're affiliated with, um, is going to Costa Rica, Yeah, I believe next week. Mm. Um, 
But they went ahead. Uh, they went ahead. The pastor. Yeah, and that's like a big deal. People are having to yes. save up money. Yes. They're they're having to buy plane tickets. Right. Uh, they're having to coordinate. They to, have you know, a plan for yeah, what area yeah, they're going to go where see. they're going to stay. Yes. You know, I mean, it's a big deal. It it's, is a big it's deal. not casual. No, it's not just like, hey, I'm going to go down to the store and then yeah. I'm going to sing to somebody. <laughs> but uh, so mission trips. Um, another thing would be like a special time of prayer, fasting, and evangelism with the church. Because sometimes churches will have that like Wednesday night street witnessing and you yeah. can go up to the church oh, and I know. we all go together. I know we've done that. We, mm-hmm. you, where we've gone downtown and with groups mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You know, walked around and tried to help talk to people. Mm-hmm. And there, then there's also like the support of evangelistic meetings. Like um, I know with Billy Graham... Whenever he would go into a city and have an evangelistic meeting, there were people there that would come a year to two years ahead of time to start preparing things mm-hmm. for that yeah. specific evangelistic meeting. It's a meeting. big deal. It is a very yeah, big they have deal. To, it takes a lot of planning. It does. And it I is. encourage you, if you haven't considered doing any of that, find um, an, an avenue where you can do that. I know... Um, or if your church doesn't do it, there are plenty of churches that do. Right, and, and, and they'll let you come. Yeah, they'll absolutely let yeah, you come. Yeah, they'll let you come to a mission trip yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, But there's also other organizations that are not even churches that do mission work like that. And and it's it's really amazing because the Lord gives you special grace to do that, and he really works in those areas to confirm his word with signs and wonders, and it's amazing yeah. to see. So um, as, we're, as we're talking about these specific things, I also want to mention that there is an office of an evangelist mentioned in the Bible in Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. Can you read that for us? Yeah. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints and for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Right. So so we see there that... that Paul was explaining that it, there is a specific, um, there's a specific office of an evangelist, mm-hmm. and so what, where, 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 where have you seen that in your life? Well, let's back up before. I would say that you also hear this in popular culture. They'll 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 intermingle the term evangelist a lot of times when they mean pastor or this or that, or they'll use the term evangelical, right? Which is is a form of that. But there's there's <clears throat> lots of different examples of, of evangelists. I know we've met, uh, we've met some some evangelists, and uh, you, I didn't even really realize it until after they were gone. You know, because we were just hanging out, and having fun. I wasn't thinking about whether they were an evangelist or not. And then, <laughs> not and then suddenly it. it hit me. I was like, oh wow, they're evangelists. You know, because they're 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 just so addicted to the idea of going off and sharing their faith and it's it's it permeates their being it's what they think about it's what they get up in the morning and they're thinking about and uh, and that's a calling of god it is and in this scripture you know that we just read from is really talking about the fivefold ministry and that there are different offices and the evangelist is an official office uh compared to let's say a pastor right mm-hmm. it's different you know, and so yeah, that they, they they wake up that like you said yeah. they breathe and not sleep, everybody's eat, an evangelist, evangelism. right? And it's a good idea to remember that, you know. So right, I mean, so if when you meet someone that goes out to do street evangeliz- yeah. evangelizing on their free time, yeah, instead of going to the movies, <laughs> they, they're like, hey guys, they, they let's run go down to, to the- yeah, they run downtown and they're standing on street corners and and you know yes. trying to engage people in conversation. Yes, you know? yes. that's that's pro- that's a good indication that might be an evangelist. Yeah. 
which is amazing. And God has equipped them it is. and designed it them. It meets a very specific need. To do that, mm-hmm. a specific work that he's called them to do. It is. And it's amazing. And, and again, not everybody is an evangelist. That, no. But that doesn't mean that we you know, shouldn't but share everyone, faith. But everyone gets to evangelize. Yes, yes. Right. And, and basically what that means is to share the good news. You know, evangelism just means share share the gospel. So that's what you're doing. When you whenever you are um sharing the God God's love with people, you're evangelizing. That's what we're talking about. So an, another example of that is uh Timothy. Yeah. That's talked about in uh in the Bible where Paul was mentoring Timothy. Yeah. And it says specifically in Second Timothy four, two through five, he says, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. He goes on and he says, but you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. So he was specifically... Yeah, Paul was instructing Timothy. Who was specifically called as an evangelist. And so that those are... Those are his instructions to evangelists, and and to a, to a lesser extent to everyone. We all need to be ready to do whatever we're called to do. Sure, sure. So. But this was specifically. I mean, this was like kind of like church business. Yes. Right. This was like a, a letter, you know. From, hey Timothy, here's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, can you think of some other examples of evangelists? I know we've mentioned. Oh well, Billy Graham. Billy you know, Graham comes to else? mind. I mean, the most famous evangelist yes. that I can remember. He's probably preached to more people. I would say that Billy Graham has successfully preached. Uh, you know, shared Billions. shared the message of yeah. uh, of believing unto Jesus with more people than probably anybody else has or probably ever will i don't know we'll see yeah we'll see it would be interesting to see the next billy graham yeah um you know there there's you know ray comfort comes to mind i don't know if you guys have seen there's some really great videos out uh, he had a, a series called way of the master that was really fascinating uh you know he <clears throat> he uh ended up you know befriending uh who was that actor um the the, the actor oh, kurt cameron. yeah kurt cameron uh, yeah. ended up spending a lot of time with him out in california and they would actually go off like to the to the streets and literally just yeah. walk around and talk to people and ray comfort is very much an evangelist absolutely you know and uh, and again our friend that we met that we found out was an evangelist actually goes and and works with ray comfort he and, did uh, yeah, yeah for a season. and uh, and so um uh, Sean White, uh, you, you can hear him. He's the guy who has the the, the crazy hair and yeah, the long hair. He's a cool guy. He'd he be a, he'd be a great hang. But I mean, he, yeah. but I mean, you see videos of him all over the place. Yeah. He's in the middle of an airport, just leading people yeah. to Christ. And and I mean, just yeah, and and he's just completely comfortable, right? And uh, those are those are great examples, right? And mm-hmm. and I think we should rejoice that that they're doing what they're Absolutely. called to do. I, I you know? I'm not that person. I that's not who I am. Well, God's gifted all of us with different things. Yeah. You know? Um, they thrive on that cold calling yeah. kind of and, and yeah, thing. and they, they look completely comfortable and there's a lot of fruit. I mean they, they the their God really blesses their work that yeah, they do. Absolutely. And I think it's important to remember that there is an office of evangelism. Yeah. So we don't compare ourselves to those people. Yeah, that that's not fair. Because mm-hmm. you're you may not be an, an evangelist. Yeah, and that's kinda of what I was talking to before is like, you know, the the terms in the especially with the secular media get thrown around because they don't really understand it. And, you know, they just use the terms to help kind of signify religious people, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's not correct. And so when you hear that term evangel, evangelistic or evangelical, evangelical, evangelical sorry, <laughs> um, you know, the, it's not accurate, you know, usually when you hear it. So, 
So evangelists thrive on that, that cold calling people with the gospel and seem, and they seem to have like a supernatural boldness to share Christ with strangers. I mean, in a, in a very compelling and a non-offensive way. I mean, the Holy Spirit gives them such deep discernment that they know how to share it in a way that draws people as opposed to looks weird. (laughs) Well, it's, it's the difference between, you know, like, uh, you know, fancying yourself to be a handyman and an architect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it really is. Yes, absolutely. So, um, we're, we're encouraging you don't compare yourself with, uh, with other people in this. And the Holy Spirit has designed us all with different gifts for different purposes. It's so important to not compare yourself with that because God has a plan for you, you know, and, and you can, you can kind of mess yourself up mentally if you, if you choose to do yeah. that, it'll, it'll, it'll sidetrack you for a while. I mean, yeah. God, God will come help you, but that's it. We're trying to help you now is to, to release yourself of that burden. You, yeah. know, you, you don't have to be Billy Graham. Yeah, just you know. rejoice with what God's created you to do, mm-hmm. because He um, He has given you and designed you with with different gifts for different purposes. Yeah. So when you go out on a mission trip or street witnessing or or whatever the whatever you go to do, let the Holy Spirit lead you and bring fruit in line with your gifts. Yeah, it's okay. In other words, allow that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and always pray for boldness. You know, it's easy to give in to the fear that people will react or reject us if we share the truth of the gospel with them. You know, they might reject us. So what? We need to do it anyway and focus on the approval of God more than the approval of men. Yeah, so but, important. Yeah, but as we're as you're being led by the by the Holy Spirit in that and you're you're saying what he's shared with you with them, you're not going to it's really not going to be a big deal. You're not going to care. You're going to be like, "Well, you know, I I I'm just sowing seeds, you know." Yeah. Sometimes you sow, sometimes you reap. So, um we talked about going witnessing. Now we're going to kind of shift. We're going to shift gears here and talk about being a witness. Yeah. Which, um, is, which is much different. Yeah. Which is what we're all called to do. And, yeah. And we're going to show you that here. Yeah, cause So we talked about official, you know, official witnessing going out on a trip. Yeah. We also talked about people who are called, you know, and empowered to do that, you know, pretty much day yeah, in and as day an out. Evangelist, yeah. Now and, we're and talking we about support them yeah, financially because yeah, that's not a very lucrative. It is. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you know, it's not a get rich, rich no, scheme. It's not. To do that. And, and then, but now we're talking about kind of like daily living, you yeah. know, how to, how does sharing our faith, how does sharing the love of God with people look in our daily lives? So as we look here, let's look in scripture that'll kind of, kind of show what that looks like. So if we go to second Corinthians, Chapter 5, uh, verses 17 through 21. Let me read that. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their transpassion trespasses to them and has committed us to the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God for he has made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so it's kind of really outlined that, you know, it's God's desire that we share this good news, because that's that's really a really great encapsulation of the good news of the gospel. Why Jesus came to mm-hmm. reconcile us 
mm-hmm. to to the father. And he goes on to say who who he has given this gift to at the very beginning. He says, therefore, if anyone yeah. is in Christ, he's a new creation. Yeah. You know, all things have passed away. <clears throat> all things have passed away. And and therefore, he has given us the same ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. So this isn't just for the evangelist. No, to anyone. Do. It's, it, this it, is, I like how you put it at the beginning. Yeah, anyone. If anyone is in Christ, mm-hmm. that means you. <laughs> so, I like to think of it as God's, you know, he, he's He's chosen us to be able to do this and that, and that he wants us to, you know. Yeah, and he's equipped us to do this. Yes. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. It, let me put this way. It's in, it, God is implying that this is a part of the the of following Jesus. Yeah. You you get to be you get to kind of you know, I mean, I remember as a young believer thinking, man, it must have been so cool to be a disciple. Yeah. And to see Jesus going place to place and watching him do all these amazing things. But Paul's telling us right here, that's what we're called to do. Yeah. You know, we we are called into the same ministry of reconciliation that Jesus did. Yeah, a lot of people that go to church and they think, Oh, I just go to church and they think that Ministry happens up on the on the on the uh, platform or the or the the pulpit, and it does, but it's not limited to that. In fact, if we go back and look at what we just read, the fivefold ministry, which included pastors, was to train people for, for the, the work. real work of ministry, which is out in the world. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we're talking about: your yeah. life yeah. while you're out in the world, where you're at the grocery store, or where you're at the gas station, or where you're at work, or whether you you know wherever you are. You know, there's an opportunity. Yeah. Now, before you bail on us and think, oh, my word, what are they talking about? <laughs> it is not that weird. It's not that no, crazy. It, yeah, and it's and it's. You don't have to wear easy. a special collar. No. <laughs> that would be weird. You know, <laughs> there's no smock. No. You know, it's no. not like that. No, you don't have to walk around with your hands no. together no. like in prayer. And yeah. Sing hallelujah. Yeah. And you don't even have to wear a Jesus t-shirt, right? You don't no. have to do that either. No, but we're going to get into a little bit. What what does that really look like? What was God's design? Because it's still in force. Yes. And uh, I want to share something with you really cool. When you get in line with, with the way God is doing things, God's power is released. And signs and wonders are going to fall, flow in your life and through you to other people. Oh, yeah. And that's amazing. It, it, and the really cool thing about that is I like the way I always kind of looked at it is it's God's signature on your life. Yeah. It's God coming along going, yep. I'm here. I'm with you. Yeah. And, and I approve. Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I think if you, if I'm, that always jazzed me, you know, thinking about being co-laborers with Christ as he's doing these amazing miracles and walking, you know, through life. But we're, that's exactly what we're talking about. Uh, Matthew 28, 19 through 20 says, go, go there for this was Jesus's, um, it's called the great commission. Um, this was one of Jesus's last moments with his disciples on this earth. And this is his instructions to them for, okay, I'm, I'm going up to the heaven. Here's what you're going to do. Here's what you're going to be doing. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. Amen. So I, I want to go back to the very first word there. It says go. Well, if you look that and up. he's implying you. Right. Yes, you that's go. true. That's true. But the word for go there is not the same word that we use. It was, it's actually called, it's a middle aorist, I think is what it's called. But it's, it's, um, it literally means having gone. So he's saying basically having gone into the world or as you go into the world. He knows you're going to go. Yeah, he knows that you're going to go. So your, your since job, you're going, since, since you're going, you're going, while you're there, yeah. hey, 
you know, it's kind of like what I, I, I like, like if I'm on the main floor, we have upstairs where all the bedrooms are, mm-hmm. but sometimes when on the main floor, people leave things around. And so what I'll do is I'll just we, put We them... have children. She's yes. not insinuating that that's me. Of course not. Never. <laughs> you never do. Never. But, uh, but, uh, and I'm, and I'm guilty of this as myself, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, if I don't want to go up and down the stairs all the time, I'll just put it on the stairs. Yeah. The stairs. You know, and, and, and this is my, my mom did it when I was growing up when we had yeah. stairs, there was always a pile. Always a pile on the stairs. Everybody's got their, like their own step. <laughs> well, I, I mean, and, and my, my mind, I'm thinking as you go up the stairs, grab your stuff with yeah. you. We, we tell ourselves that. <laughs> We try to do that. Now I can't tell you. I do it often. Some sometimes I do. it happens. I did it, it yesterday. Thank you, honey. I appreciate. Can't say that. I do it every day. <laughs> I can't say that I do I, it all the time. <laughs> I won't say that I like look at it and make a decision to not do it. I just kind of usually I've got something on my mind. But anyway, yeah, I digress. <laughs> I digress. Confessions of Greg and Sharon. <laughs> anyway, since you're going out. Yes, yeah, since you're going out into the world, make disciples while you're there. So as the Lord leads, because God is leading you, even if you're not always conscious of it, his presence is with you. He's with you on your job. He's helping you. Um, he absolutely is is organizing all of the circumstances to help you to become more like him and to know him better. So as you're going out into the world and as you're uh, uh, meeting people, make disciples. So it's saying, hey, while you're there, remember, take the stuff up uh, with you as you go up the stairs. You know, as you're going, um, do this like, I mean, I've heard the term lifestyle evangelism, but what it basically means is let the Holy Spirit invade your workplace, your home, your friend circle, your hobbies, your vacations, your family reunions. All these people need Jesus. So, so what what does that get, what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, well, again, that <clears throat> this is the beginning. Let, let's back a little little context on this. This is the beginning, before church. You know, modern before church, that, yeah. yeah. I mean, the they had the, synagogue, they had yeah. synagogue stuff, but that's not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is like this is Jesus saying, this is what church looks like. This is what, and when when I say church, I'm not talking about a building that we all go to. I'm talking about the body of believers. We are the church. And he's defining how we should think, how we should behave, what we should believe about ourselves, what our behavior could look like and should look like, and, and that we have the freedom to allow it to happen, you know? And and I just think that he, he's trying to define a whole new existence, especially, you know, the Holy Spirit and that kind of thing. And so the I just really, it impresses on me that he's trying to plant a seed in their heads and give them permission and freedom to go off because they probably were pretty insecure about what does this look like? What am I doing? Why am I here? You know, there was, there were so many questions I, I, I imagine that they had. And so Jesus is trying to calm their nerves. He's trying to build their confidence, which is, you know, what we're trying to do today. We're trying to build your confidence. And, and this, this message that he's trying to, to, to tell them, especially when he says, and I'm going to be with you, you know, don't worry, I'm going to be with you. It's going to be okay. And that's such a powerful message for Jesus to give you in that moment when he's trying to help you do something that maybe you're not comfortable with or you've never done before. And, you know, that's the love of God on display, pouring out to, into the disciples. It's a really great script, really great scripture. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the fact that you point out that he is redefining what church is supposed to look like. 
you know, and I think, I think, um, we all need to keep going back to that. Okay. Yes. Make so sure important. that the pattern that we're following is the one that he said. Yeah. I, I completely agree. You know, I've been walking with Jesus for 31 years and I've seen a lot, I've gone to a lot of churches and I have seen many churches lose track of the original, uh, message, you know, of how things are supposed to be. It's so easy to get caught up mm-hmm. in with things and, and buildings. And, or that church did it this way yeah, and it worked for them mm-hmm, or whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's so easy to do that. And so I agree with you completely. For, to, we should always be going back to the Word to look for what God had originally intended. Right. You know? I, I love this saying um, that's attributed to Francis of Assisi. And I don't know, I mean, that I, I don't know if it was actually him or not. I've done some research on it. And it's kind of... Uh, Hey, who knows, but it's a good saying. <laughs> and it says, preach the gospel at all times and also use words. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes use words. I think yeah, I've heard, sometimes yeah. I've heard and some. Sometimes, yeah. And if necessary, but, yeah. use words. But Well, I think it's it's a really great message because it's talking about living. It's not talking about that we try to step up into that office of evangelist like we yes, were talking about. Yes, I love that. I love that distinction. Yeah, because that... Unless that, you're that, called to that, it's just like trying to be a pastor when you're not called to be a pastor yeah. or being an apostle when you're not called to be an apostle. Yeah, I mean, that, that's not fair. That's not fair to ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, to that that we're suddenly now responsible to to do what Billy Graham did, you know. And then when we, and some people do that. Some people run off and try to do that when they're not called. And man, it's painful. It's yeah. painful to watch. It's painful on them. It's painful on their families. Maybe they have a, maybe they have a, uh, a spouse or and children and now suddenly they're having to suffer through that and it's it's very difficult to watch and, but the good news is is that's not or that's not in this way if everybody had to be evangelist who was going to be able to share the love of god with people that'd be weird that'd be all over the place god's peppered them through our our communities yeah. and societies yeah. because nothing would ever get done <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so that's true there would be no food <laughs> There'd be there'd be nothing. <laughs> We'd all be living in grass huts. <laughs> be like, oh my word, that's a funny picture. Anyway, um, but uh, an example of this is and kind of what Jesus. This is kind of what I think Jesus was alluding to in Matthew five when he said, um, verse thirteen through sixteen. He said, "You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned?" It is good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a bush, a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I love that. I do too, because he's talking about your behavior. He's talking about who you are. Yeah. He's talking about being a witness wherever you are, whatever situation you're in. Well, see, I you're going to be that salt. See your and good light. works. Yeah. It's not see your good words. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's saying go off and do and be you know, yeah. and, and let it reflect in how you conduct yourself. You know, so I I really think that it, what it does is it really just it, God's trying to to really drill into us that He's equipped us and empowered us. To glorify God and to reconcile the lost to God through Christ. L- let me repeat that. He has empowered and equipped you to glorify God and to reconcile the lost to God through Christ. That is that is a super powerful statement that, that you just made, you know, and I think it it's... 
and then the power and the equipment comes from the Holy Spirit in you. So it's not about you getting it right all the time. It's not about you knowing all the smart things to say or the the five ways and the three laws and the four, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, it's about letting the Holy Spirit um, move through you and yeah. in you. And, and again, we're referencing that. Jesus said, I'll be with you. Yeah. As you go did. off and you live, yeah. I'll be with you. Yeah. And we, and As we you can go. Have, and we yeah. need, and the confidence that we have is in that. I mean, just I mean, I want you just take a second to contemplate that the that the God of creation, the the, the spirit that was hovering over the planet over the, over the earth and created, let there be light, is in you, and empowering and equipping you to handle all the situations yeah, that you're coming. Every through. one of them, every situation, and everywhere you go, His peace and His love is in you, ready to be shared at a moment's notice. through with that a little bit i'd love to hear maybe some practical examples of what that looks like um whenever greg and i have walked through that and i want to let let greg start with that well there was a situation a few years ago where i was um excuse me i was working uh and i had during my lunch hour i had gone off to get i needed to go get some gas and get something to eat uh, uh, and so I kind of went to a, a like a was like I think it was a Seven Eleven or a gas station, and um, I'm uh, I'm filling up my car with gas, and uh, and then this guy that could, this homeless guy comes up to me, and uh, starts asking me for some money, and I, it was really weird because you know you know usually I would just give him some money and you know and whatever, and, but uh, I, I really, a, a strong spirit, the Holy Spirit came on me to be strong with this person. And so I, I ended up kind of saying, Hey man, you know, the reason that you're homeless is because you're not taking care of your relationship with God. And, 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 and I, I, I even got as bold as to say, you know, uh, somebody else in the next 24 hours is going to come up to you to tell you about Jesus and you need to listen because it might be your last turn. It might be your last chance, you know? And I had never said that to anybody, <laughs> but I just <laughs> felt, I just felt something come over me. And, and there was this authority, this, this boldness that came over me. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, he, he, he kind of walked away and, uh, I ended up going inside to pay for my gas and I, I bought a couple of hot dogs or something and I came out and it was interesting. As soon as I walked out the door, uh, I could see down the sidewalk. He was at the end of the sidewalk talking to somebody, and he pointed at me. He goes, "That guy, that guy over there said it to me," and uh, and I was just like, oh, you know, I was kind of done. I didn't really want to talk to him anymore." And I walked out to my car, and, and these two, this this guy that I had, that I had witnessed to, and he had this other guy with him, and they came over to me, and he said, "This guy just started telling me about Jesus," <laughs> <laughs> and we led him. To Christ, standing in a awesome. gas pump at Seven Eleven, <laughs> holding hot dogs. Yeah, I was holding two hot dogs, and then when it was over, I gave him my hot dogs. You know, 
<laughs> so I had to go hungry. But it's all right. It was worth it. And yeah. uh, But, you know, if I had not reacted, if I had not let or allowed the Holy Spirit to use me in that moment, if I had not gotten over my insecurities or, or the, the thought that this person was going to get mad at me or whatever. Or be offended. Yeah. I mean, who knows where that guy, that guy might be a pastor of a church right now. I have no idea. No. We have no idea the, the, the domino effect that that happened. At least I have another brother in Christ yeah. who I'm going to get to see again in heaven. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, he, he might have gotten married and had kids and they might have done stuff and whatever. You just never know. The God is very much into multiplication. Yeah. I guarantee you God used oh, yeah. that moment in that guy's life uh, to, to, to make the kingdom bigger. Well, you know? I, he, he might not have listened to that other guy yeah. without you, without the, the... Yeah, he may have just blown that other that, guy off. He needed that Yeah, and and, and here it is. There was yet another guy that had to respond to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to faithfully deliver that message. And then because of his obedience... The kingdom of God got bigger. Somebody met Jesus. Somebody followed mm-hmm. Jesus. And you know what? It's not that I was special. It wasn't that I had great words or understanding. I was just there and willing. You know, I, uh, Isaiah one nineteen says that if we are willing and obedient, we will eat the best of the land. And you know, and that's really something that is so important. If you're just willing and obedient to do what God tells you, man. Stuff will happen. Yeah. It really will. It will. And it's not because you're an evangelist. It was just yeah. God 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 was there and God just used you. You're like, Oh, Greg's here, I'll use him. I you know, <laughs> tell them the story about like when you used to work at Domino's. What a great, great story. Oh, there's a couple of things that happened. Um I used to deliver pizzas for Domino's when uh we lived in Dallas, back when my kids were when my oldest Two were still in diapers and still at home. Yeah, and we needed some extra money. Yeah, we were so we were really poor. I remember talking. Anyway, it was a long story, but yeah. <laughs> but um, and what I would do is since I was just delivering pizzas, so what I would do is um, I just put on praise music and just listen to praise music and just walk in God's presence the whole time I was there, and um, I didn't think anything of it. I it was just that's the way I wanted to live my life and and be happy in the Lord. And, um, I can't tell you just because I was, um, walking with Jesus there and I was letting him and his spirit flow through me. And if somebody would ask me, I would say something about, you know, like God would completely multiply all my tips. I consistently made more money than any of the other delivery drivers. And they were always like, how can you get paid? How can you get such good tips? <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. It I, was the favor of God. It was the favor of God yeah, on me, you was. know, but I didn't think I didn't go around. Well, you know, I'm Christian, blah blah blah, whatever. I mean, but but just because I was walking with the Lord and and um, listening to the Holy Spirit, and I would just say what He would give me to say and do what He would give me to do, people would come up to me. I can't tell you how many people in that worked in that um, um, restaurant would come up to me privately and say, "Hey, would you pray for my grandmother?" or "Would you pray for my mom?" or you know. And, and I had one of the one of the yeah. Even if people aren't Christians and they meet a real one, yeah. They're usually impressed in some way. They may not talk about it, but, yeah, but I've had but, the same but when thing. When they have trouble, yeah, they come. To oh yeah, you I've had that because they to me know many times. that you have the hotline to yeah. heaven, <laughs> the bat phone. <laughs> yes, you've got a yeah. bat phone. They need the bat. <laughs> they need the Batman. <laughs> they need. They need Jesus. Is what they need. And and there, uh, while I was in Domino's, there was also another um, time that I remember where um, I was in, just in the in the restaurant area, and one of the women that worked there had been hit on the head with something. I don't remember she ran into a wall or a brick wall or something, but she had this one of those blood blisters on her head and it was pretty big. 
anyway and i just saw her and i had compassion on her and i just i just i said hey can i can i pray for your head and she was like sure you know so i just laid my hands on her shoulder and just prayed for god's healing and god's wholeness on her head and and i didn't pray anything i thought was out of the ordinary or anything huge and that was all and i just you know just prayed that god would touch her and would heal her head and and as soon as we opened our eyes again she looked at me straight in the face and she said i need to get saved wow and and God, so because God was there, and I was just obedient to to respond to God's Spirit. love there. She was responding to the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah, she was responding that, to the that Holy you were Spirit. allowing to come forth. Right, and so I was able to share with her how to get saved in the middle of dominoes. <laughs> we were surrounded by like in the middle of dominoes. T- I know, there were fifteen or twenty other people around me delivering what pizzas a, and making. Pizzas. What a testimony! Where'd you get saved? Oh, I got saved at Domino's Pizza. I know. I mean, you had more <laughs> than just pizza delivered that day. Most you know? people say church. <laughs> Dominoes turned into church. Yes, exactly. You know, and anywhere, anywhere the believer goes is yeah, church. Yeah. Because you are the church. Yeah, you we are. So, is there another example that you want to share? Uh, I, I, yeah, there there was one time where I needed to go to Walgreens, and I, I go inside Walgreens, and I'm I'm looking for what I needed to look for, and uh, right after I got into one of the aisles, another guy came up and stood next to me. And he, I could tell he was intensely trying to find what he was looking for. Because, you know, there's lots of stuff at Walgreens. <laughs> That's crazy. There's so many things, right? And and it's hard to, to sometimes find what you're looking for. And But I could tell he was troubled. And, and I said, hey, man, what are you looking for? And he goes, uh, I'm, I'm looking for a thermometer. I need, like, one of those touchless thermometers because I have a kid. And I want to take their temperature. And I don't want to wake him up. And uh, and I helped him find one of those because I know I've got kids. I get it. You know, when you have a sick kid, it's it's hard, you know. And um and I helped him find it, and you know, and I just felt like the Lord, I just felt like compassion on him, you know, that he had a sick kid, and and I just said, hey man, tell me, tell me what's going on with your kid, you know, and he started telling me that, you know, his kid had some kind of a life threatening, you know, issue, and and so, I, I and I could tell that it was really weighing on him, it was heavy on him, you know, and you know, men don't, men don't. Tell, they don't they don't transmit that stuff you know very much but this guy you know I could tell it was really He's hard broken yeah and so I said hey man can I pray for you and your family and and he said yeah and I just started praying and I found out what his name was and I used his name in the prayer and and I just started praying over his kid and that kind of thing and he just started bawling you know I'm just a grown man I don't know if you if you, I don't know if you know any men but men don't usually just start bawling in the middle of Walgreens and you know it was because the love of God was there and I was able to pray for him and and uh, and and it was it was amazing. It was just a Jesus moment, and you know, and and it really just came down to just me being available, right? It wasn't that I set out to do it or anything. Like I was just there, but you know, it was an amazing moment, and you know, and I was so glad to be there, you know, and and for God to be able to use it, and and it's just it was just epic, and 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 I I I'm in awe that God would provide me that opportunity. You know, and but the the thing about it is, is God wants to provide everybody those opportunities. Yeah, you know, you got to be a part of God's ministry and Jesus's ministry on the earth. Yeah, yeah, you got to share God's love, which was the whole purpose of Jesus coming was to share God's love for for people. Yeah, you know, to 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 reconcile them back to Himself, which is what we read about earlier. Yeah, you know, and so God inserted you into that same ministry. You know, so let me ask you a question because, um. I know a lot of times we feel obligation, like we're supposed to, we're, we should be witnessing. We should be doing these you, things. Kind of like, you know, like, like we're, we're required to like, you know, yeah. like the, this religious kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. See, I don't, 
I don't like to function like that because I, I don't really care for that religious kind of stuff. You know, I, I, God's not mad at us, you know, and, and we don't have to prove ourselves to God like that. You know, that's the great thing about what Jesus, uh, Jesus did and what, and what Paul was writing about of us becoming the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's no longer about proving ourselves to God. It's Jesus proved ourselves to God. You know, his yeah, sacrifice. Yeah, we're approved because Jesus is approved. And so that realization is, is very powerful because then what does it set you free from fear that your relationship with God is not solid, you know, and that yeah. you have to prove it and you're always having to, to qualify yourself before a holy God. And that's not, that's not scriptural. And, and God really wants us to, to know that our sin is paid for. And now we get to have Abba Father, right? We get to sit in his lap. And then, granted, the blood of Jesus still speaks to our sin. You know, so when we mess up, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to mess up, that, that the blood of Jesus covers that. And God's going, yep, covered, covered covered yeah now we do need to we do need to you know repent and learn and not do those things and 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 again that's that obedience part right right if you're willing and obedient right well it says in galatians 5 16 uh walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh yeah exactly so if you're focusing on not fulfilling the lust of the flesh you're kind of off kilter but if you're focusing on walking in the spirit you're not going to do that exactly so if you're just being led by god as, as you're going out through your throughout your day and and all these situations that we've talked about it's just been us just doing normal day-to-day things as we go yeah we are sharing christ yeah we are making disciples of all the nations as we go yeah as we go. Right. Since you know. you're going. Since, since hey, on your way up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grab that stuff. <laughs> Grab your that we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're going, you're sharing the love of God. Yeah. And the big key that, that I'm that I'm the theme that I'm seeing through all of these testimonies that we've walked through, and I don't know that I've actually mentally made this point before, but is we're just responding to the love of God for these people. You know, the steps are that where we know God loves us. And as we're going into these situations, like um, the gentleman that I saw at, Wal- at Walmart, mm-hmm. you know, where um, he was checking out and he was struggling with his, with his, um, with his order. Mm-hmm. And, and he was older than me. And so he, he was having a little trouble with the self-checkout thing. And I said, well, hey, let me help you with that. And, and I think this is how this works. And I was just real patient with him and loving and, and not weird or anything, you know, just be nice because, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to be nice. It's nice to be nice. <laughs> it's nice to share God's love it is. with people, you know? Well, and, if you're listening to the, to the, here, here's good. Here's a way to know if you're listening to the love of God, you'll be motivated to help people. Yeah. You, you'll want to, you'll yeah. be like, hey, can I help you with that? You know, and it won't be because they're doing it wrong. Or It'll that be, you're in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it won't be for criticism. It won't be because they're messing it up and, and causing you to slow down and, and causing you to be late. Yeah. It'll be because you actually care. And what, what's amazing, here's, here's what I want you guys to understand. That kind of love is so foreign to this world. It is. It will make a super splash. Yeah. They look I at mean, you like a three-headed snake. You know? Right. It's just well, like, like, what? The, the guy was like, wow, well, thank you so much. Yeah. And other people... People, somebody, somebody came up to me that worked at Walmart after this whole interaction. I stopped and helped this guy and helped him get it all done. And I was like, oh, that's no problem. I wasn't in a hurry. You know, no, no worries. I was just kind to him. I was sharing the love of God with him. But the guy that worked at Walmart walked up to me and he said, 
thank you so much for being patient with him and for helping him. He well, goes, that, that's, yeah. that's not normal. Well, People don't normally do that. The, the world can be a dark place. And yeah. when we're light... It shows salt. up. Yeah. It shows up. I mean, it, yeah. it just, it, vroom, you know. Here, here's the thing. When God has designed us and called us to be salt, salt makes food pleasantly tasting. That's true. So the, there are there's so many negative things in this world right now that if Christians weren't here, it would be unbearable. It's true. We So we have to make it saltier. We have yeah. to make it seasoned to make it pleasant for everyone else. And then because of that... They will see Christ. Yeah, so it's not that you're doing something wrong when you have to step out. So the, the enemy will come along and tell you, don't do it because the, then you get in trouble and this or that. No, you're making the world a better place. Yeah. You're improving this world. We yes. are the salt and light of the oh, world. Oh, my word. Yeah. And, and, and what did Jesus say? If, if we're not salty anymore, we're useful. What we're good useless. Is it? It's not good anymore. Yeah, we're not good anymore except for to be thrown out and be trampled underfoot by men because we're not, we're not doing what we're designed for. Yeah. And then we're... You, you feel frustrated, you feel useless, you feel, you know, all those negative things because you're not flowing with what God is doing and his call for your life. But it's, it's, it's such a, like Greg and I have, Greg has this great image of, of rice paper, you know, that it gives you a picture of how the world is, but it's the reality yeah, is on the yeah, other yeah, side. Yeah, the enemy, he comes along and, and tells you that it's going to be hard or you're not going to be able to do it or this or that. I mean, it's all an illusion. It is. It's really just, yes. it's really very, you can poke right through it if you just try. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we encourage you to uh, to push through that. Yeah. So uh, one of the last scriptures I want to share today comes from First um, Peter three, uh, thirteen through sixteen, and it's talking about what this life looks like as you're going through your work. You know, because you're going to have challenges. You're going to have everybody does. But uh, he, Peter says, "Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good?" But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you're blessed. Do not fear their intimidation. Do not be troubled, but sanctify Christ. And that means set Christ apart. Lift him up higher as the Lord in your hearts so that, so that you're not worried about what other people are thinking because your opinion of Christ is set aside as higher than those things in your life and in your heart. And this is always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. You know, so that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, it says, and keep a good conscience so that in the thing in which you're slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. So that's that's kind of what lifestyle evangelism looks like. Is everywhere you go, you, you, you've you got Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, and, and you've set him up as the most important thing in your life. And because of that, the love of God just flows through you. And it and it becomes um, an example of who he, what he is like to the world. And, and we're not talking about being religious, all right. I want to make sure I'm clear about that because there's a lot of people you meet them they're very religious, you know. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about just just letting the love of God that that you're receiving in your life mm-hmm. come out, mm-hmm. right? Just let it be a part of it. It could be that you smile at somebody. Mm-hmm. It could be that you open the door for somebody. It, it could be that if you see somebody drop something, you pick it up and hand it to yeah. them. Yeah, you, you open doors saying? for people, yeah. Exactly. I love that. You know, like, or if someone's uh, taking their cart back and you're taking your cart back, you take their cart and your cart back, right? And then again, you're you're able to, to, to make a dent in this world that way. Yeah. It's not... Again, not some religious requirement so that you're accepted or that so that you can please God. You're already pleasing to God because of Jesus. Yeah, he's not looking at your behavior. No. He's looking at Christ. But you can use your behavior to yeah. glorify God. Yeah. 
and to say, you know, there's a God in heaven who loves us all. And I'm going to share that with you just however I can, you know? And, and so I know that if, again, if you're willing, God will use you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be available. Yeah. Just got to be there. Yeah. (laughs) Because the power is his. So, and let, and let's think about, uh, let's get real here because, you know, stuff happens. Work gets weird. Kids get ornery. What's our Texas term for being yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> rebellious yeah. or whatever. <laughs> well, I had a I, I had a situation in work happen yesterday where things got weird, and you know, this morning I woke up, I felt like the Lord wanted me to address it, so I, I wrote that person an email and just said, "Hey, I'm sorry, things got weird yesterday. I didn't really like that. I don't want that. And let's say let's try to do it this way next time, and and have a good weekend, right? And so I I took control over that weirdness, yeah, and 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 smeared it with the love of God. Yeah. And, 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 and now it's changed forever. And because you're the boss, you, you're able to do that. I am. But like if you're at work somewhere and you're working for someone else, mm-hmm. you may not always have that freedom, but how you respond to it, yeah. you know, broadcasts who God is and what he's like. You know, if you can take those situations like he was talking about in first Peter three, um, don't be troubled, you know, but, but let the Lord be the uh, sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts and, and be ready to make a defense to, um, to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. So still have hope through these challenging situations. And when you're negatively impacted by the behavior of other people, just let it go and trust the Lord. I mean, that's, you know, he's, he's saying that there are going to be times in your life where there are going to be challenges, but how you respond to that, you're reflecting God's love and you're reflecting God's power and, and that you trust him to, to be your defender in these things. And you just let that all go. And that speaks volumes to them because they don't have that. They have no reason to believe that their life is ever going to get any better than what they have right now. And then you come along and show them, nope, it can get better. Yeah. And yeah. and then they see that you didn't lose your peace. You didn't lose your cool. You for, you've got something. They'll, they'll. I promise you, they'll recognize you have something they don't have. Yeah, this world is a dark place, and those that live in it without Christ will recognize Jesus because it's completely different than they're used to dealing with it day in and day out. Yeah. If it's real, and you and you don't be religious about it, if you're just real and just share the love of Jesus, it will it will knock doors down. Now, yeah, and something that you need to to understand that as you're being the light. It can shine the darkness, shine the shine the light on the darkness, and sometimes people don't like that, so they they might respond in a negative way. Let it go. Yeah. You you just be who God yeah. wants you to be. Don't worry you about sanctify it. Sanctify yeah, Christ. Yeah, definitely as Lord. don't don't draw the conclusion over how they deal with what you give them. You trust God with that. Yeah, you just love them. Yeah, you be kind. Yeah. you be patient. Some people, I mean, Scripture tells us, some people sow seeds, some people water seeds, some people get to harvest. Yeah, you never know who what your job is at that point. You just trust the Lord with that, but you be obedient and you do it and have confidence that as you're obedient, it matters. So, so um, what's really cool is um, as I was I was just writing the notes down for today's podcast. Greg was having his own private time with the Lord. And um, the Lord shared something with him, and it fits right in with this. And I think it's a great way to end this. And I and I'm it's going to be really encouraging to you. Yeah. So I John chapter one verse. Let's start in verse thirty five. It says, um, "The following day, John, this is talking about John the Baptist, was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, "Look, there's the Lamb of God." 
And when John's two disciples heard this, that when they heard John say that, they followed Jesus. And, and I, the Holy Spirit said, stop. <laughs> and I just kind of meditated on it. And, and it just occurred to me and, uh, that as we are faithful to tell people, hey, look, there's Show Jesus. People. Yeah. They'll follow him. Yeah. And, and the Holy Spirit said, that's how it works. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I, I was just remarked that it's that simple. It's not that we have to go get a theology degree or join the ministry and work full time. We don't have to have all the scriptures memorized. You know, we don't have to have spent four hours in prayer that morning for God to use us. Reading the scripture and praying is important, though, I just want to say. Good idea. It's getting your it will, armor it on. Will, it will frame your day. You don't look like Jesus if you don't spend time with Jesus. <laughs> That's true. But in that moment, you know, if you just say, hey, look, there's Jesus, people will follow. Yeah. It, it will definitely make a huge impact towards helping them do that. Yeah. And so it's it's super encouraging to know yeah. that it's not about us. It's about Jesus. Yeah. But, oh, it, but if we will tell people that God loves them, it will make a huge impact in their and lives. And show them what that love looks like. Yeah. Show them what it looks like. Show them how, how it's impacting you, you know. And, and it could be anything. It could be that you make uh, cookies for your neighbor. It could be anything. You know, maybe you pick up the newspaper that's on their thing and you put it in their mailbox. Take the or, trash can back to the garage. Yeah, form. exactly. You, you're, <laughs> you know, like we have some neighbors that are old, that, that are uh, next to us that are a little older. And so, you know, we every now and then we just do some things for them. So it, that's huge, huge impact, you know. So that's really kind of how you can build up your confidence and how you can share the love of God with everybody you meet. And, and I got to tell you, it is the most fun thing ever. It is the most fun thing. Is it hard on your flesh? Yeah, sometimes. Because, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't, it's not always what you want. It doesn't always feel good. It doesn't always feel good, but well, your but heart Yeah, we're not so led by our happy. feelings. Yeah, you, know? you, you have so much joy mm-hmm. in just loving and serving other people yeah. with God's love. Because yeah. he, he's not saying you have to come up with it on your own. You get to use his love. Oh, it's amazing. So today, even right now, from this moment forward, I want you to expect that God's going to use you some way, somehow, maybe at a gas station, maybe at Walgreens, maybe at Walmart, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe at home. Yeah. At work. Maybe, maybe for your children. Yeah. Maybe for your spouse, you know, maybe for your parents, you know, maybe there's a chance that God will use you. And so you're expecting, you're waiting, you're, 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 you've got your antennas going, you're listening. Well, I tell you, you what, know? the chance is not a maybe; it's a yes. God will use. Yeah, well, I knew that. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to to implant the idea, right, that that you should expect. Yeah. Right, and and even you, even yeah, you, even you, even you, you know. Well, this message is really awesome. I love this one. It's one of my favorite podcasts that we've ever done, and so I just hope that you guys are really receive all of it. Uh, I encourage you. I know Sharon and I both encourage you to share it with somebody who needs to hear it. You know, this is your chance to go off and make an impact in the kingdom. It's not about Sharon and I. It's about taking the truth of God's word and sharing it with others. Look, there's Jesus, right? Share this podcast with somebody who needs it, who needs to grow in that in that regard. And, uh, and maybe you discuss it with them, right? Maybe you have coffee and, and you turn that into an opportunity to edify each other and to build each other up and build that relationship up. And then also, if you wouldn't mind, you know, if you, if you listen to us on, on, 
on a podcast like Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, please go rate our podcast and leave a comment. It, it yeah, encourages us. We actually us. read yeah. a comment this week, yeah. and I don't know how long it's it's been on there. I didn't realize we could check them, but yeah. that, that someone left a really nice comment, and it meant a lot. To it me. did. It really made us feel good, and it helps us to know that it's making it out there. Plus, also it helps with the search. You know, people can find you more that more comments and ratings and stuff it helps people find it we want encourages us yeah it does and and we want people to find it we want we want people to to see it but you could do that that would really help and and you can uh, touch base with us on social media we're out on facebook and instagram and all the places and so you know touch base with us and uh, we also have a great website gods-best.com where we have a, a, a blog post that we put up we've got free downloadable wallpapers for your phone and ipads and computers and uh, we got stuff, right? And you come check it out. And you know, we got a bookstore, and uh, you know, so just come check us out. Hook up with us. We want to know you're out there. We want to hear from you. And uh, you know, I'm Greg, and this is Sharon, and we know that you can have God's best for your life, and we're here to help. <laughs>